this week on Kettle of Fish, actress and cosplayer Rachel Keeling stops by to talk about cosplaying for keeps. Welcome to our after show. We call Kettle of Fish the No Politics Laughter Show. It's time for Kettle of Fish. No debates, hate, or arguments allowed on Kettle of Fish. It's like a Willy Wonka psychedelic acid trip. So hooray for Kettle of Fish. Alrighty, guys, welcome to a special Wednesday night Kettle of Fish, the fun no politics laughter show where we chat with actors, comedians, artists, scientists, musicians, magicians, and models about life, love, and the creative process. And of course, it's us, so we'll probably talk a little bit about politics. But I am your seafaring podcasting captain of the Internet Airwaves, Nick the Saucy One Cat Source, broadcasting to you live, as always, from the top of Meth Mountain, Tennessee. And I also want to introduce my traveling partner in this crazy misadventure called Life, my go-go gadget producer, D. <laughs> oh my, AGT is almost here. Shit just got fucking real, Prizer. Yes, it did. Shit got so real that my phone couldn't take it, had the audition video on it, and died. It said, no, this is too much. I can't do it. Ah! Yes. Yeah, your phone died of nerves. All yes. right, also let me introduce a girl who magnificently held down the ship while I was off sailing the interstate highways. Fern, the moist voice heart. Hey, guys. It's, uh, I normally say, hey, it's sunny Virginia Beach, but it's like not sunny because it's nighttime here now, but it's actually rainy. Um, here now, I was thinking rain's supposed to be like good luck though, right? Like rain on a wedding day or something like that, supposed to be like good luck. And we did just go completely blue yesterday with the election. So maybe this is good luck and good fortune to come. Well, according to Alana Morissette, rain on your wedding day is ironic, not good luck. Nothing in that song's ironic. That's the great irony of that fucking song. I was going to say nothing in that song is actually an example of irony, which is kind of ironic in and of itself. She's so meta. She's fucking with us. Yes. Yes, On a very meta level. Fern, after what happened yesterday, how in the fuck are we not just going to talk politics for the next 30 minutes? I mean, we're just going to have to do our best and bear it out. But, you know, I mean, yesterday was pretty incredible. Um, I was happy to see the Libertarian did make a showing in Virginia, which was awesome. Um, Big fat percent. Yeah, well, you know, I can at least say in good conscience that I garnered personally three or four votes for the Libertarian candidate, Hira, um, because the people that I talked to were like, oh, shit, there's a third party? There's a third party? What? And I I didn't even know until I pulled up the ballot, and I was like, I'm just going to pull up the ballot and look at the names and research these people. I um, I could have got 1%. Uh, dude, there were some people running unopposed and some people like in Carolina, there were some people like it was, it was kind of crazy because I was watching the election results as I was sipping my vodka tonic last night or my vodka soda. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy, but huge turnout, five points more as far as women showed out than they did for Hillary, which is pretty freaking incredible. Um, so I was just glad to see people get out and vote. I mean, I'm glad it shook down that way, but even if it hadn't have, I was just glad to see people get out and exercising their right to vote on, you know, not a, not a presidential election year, you know, an off year. So it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. And and back to the 1% thing, like I had said during the primary last year, actually, I think the primary was 2015, if not early 2016. And Lindsey Graham was pulling at 0%. And I was like, I don't understand how he's in a race if he's pulling at zero. I'm fucking pulling at zero, and I'm not even running for president. 
So how is I mean, he in, even in the race? I don't understand. You could be on the stage if you're pulling at zero percent. Vermin Supreme pulled better in New Hampshire than he did, you know, or he was. Vermin you know what I'm Betsy. saying? I mean, yeah, but it, no, it was really cool. The problem is, is that, you know, this is this guy's first shot at politics. He's never kind of delved into that world before. I mean, I saw no flyers, got no phone calls, so not, saw no commercials. Like, although I will say this, his website was far better put together than either Northam or Gillespie's. It was really concise That's to the point it wasn't confusing. ingenuity. Dude, it's just like keep it clean, keep it simple. This is what we do, and that's it. Move on. So, well, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool to see. Hard not to pivot us. I mean, I'm ten seconds away from just calling this podcast kettle of shit and talking about Trump <laughs> for thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Not to do that. Um, Dee Dee, AGT countdowns here. We'll get to that in a minute because I asked Woo-hoo. actually want to talk to Rachel about her experiences too. Why don't you tell us who we've got coming up on the show? Our schedule's very sporadic. I think we've only got like five or six shows before the end of the year. Uh, we do, but one of such shows uh, is going to be on December third on Kettle of Fish. We're going to have Haig Hovnanian. Of the web series Harvey Knuckles, uh, I'll just on... be calling him HH when he's on the show. There's no way I'm going to be able to pronounce <laughs> that. Just Hague, like... double H. There you go. That works too. Uh, then December sixth, we are having a funny thing about politics with actor James Morrison, who is better known on Revenge and Twin Peaks and about 500 million. Other yeah, things. I know Fern's sweating him. Uh yeah, I, I'm ready. He's on the Orville too. He yeah. was just recently on the Orville. That was just that like, I'm hooked dude, on that show as well. Like but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk to him. Definitely Crazy. excited. Um, and then. This weekend, we're actually going to go film some more for our web series. We're going to go hang out with The Pissed, because The Pissed has not uh, toured in many, many moons, and they are touring, and we're going to go see them, and it's going to be awesome. I missed them the first time around, because I'm a very bad little punk rocker. I can finally redeem myself, and my dream is, they're going to meet us over at April's Saturday afternoon, my dream is to interview The Pissed in April's giant ball pit. Shit. If I can interview yes. the most hardcore punk band that I know in a happy ball pit in like a neon orange room, then I, I can get hit by a truck after the concert. Hey, that's perfect because I can sit in the swing. She has swings downstairs. They're regular swings, like regulation you'd see on um, on the playground. Um, and film you guys in the ball pit. Maybe we'll turn on the bubble machine, the black lights. It'll be awesome. For sure. Yeah, now it is sounding like a Willy Walker psychedelic acid Shit, trip. Yes. Absolutely. Except um, Al is straight edge, though. So I don't think he'll be taking any acid. Yeah, well, we can make it look that way anyway. It's all good. Yeah, the magic of cinema and That's cameras. Nice. All right, so speaking of the misadventures of Saucy, who did we go visit? What was it, last week? Everything's kind of running together for me uh, now. Was it a it, week ago, last weekend? No, it was two last weekends week ago. La- yeah, it was two weekends ago. We decided we would get some lessons some cosplay lessons from the best cosplayer that we've met in person now. That's completely a truth, truthful statement. I've never met another cosplayer. No. Um, no, we went and we got to hang out in Springfield with Rachel, and it was freaking awesome. And two of the three costumes that we had won, or no, three of the four costumes we had freaking won best stuff. So, yay. Spoiler. Man, Sorry, dude, you are just bad. hacking up my format tonight. Dude, All right, let's get Rachel in awesome. here. Nerd badass, legit as a pine cone. What's up, Rachel? <laughs> hey, guys. 
I was going to say, Dee, I don't think you've met a lot of cosplayers in person, obviously. And then you said it for me, so I was like, yeah. Yes, I was completely honest. Well, I think you're being humble here because you put, you, I mean, Dee helped, but you guys put together an Inspector Gadget outfit that I won a costume contest I didn't even fucking know I was entered in. Right? I know, dude. Dee was was the shit, though, man. Like, I gave you guys a little bit of vision and then D made it happen and it was awesome, you know? And cause I was over there making Dr. Claw and D made Inspector Gadget happen. So, so it was legit. So how does it feel being on episode one? How does it feel for you to christen our humble little web series? Oh, I am proud to christen this humble little web series that I'm sure is going to be huge. So I'm super excited for you guys. Remember me when you're famous, you know, both of you, cause yeah. he's going to go and be famous and you're going to be famous and everybody's going to be famous. You don't have to worry about me. As soon as I get famous, I'll be shot within six weeks. My mouth will have me <laughs> shot like Larry Flint six weeks in the fame. So I won't be famous for long if I ever get there. I have a sneaky feeling. <laughs> so let's talk about um, the trip. We come to your house. We knock on your door. What was it like hanging out with a couple of people you only knew from like the ether of the podcast universe and never actually met in person? Right. So, like, uh, first and foremost, I was alone. Like, my fiance had to work, and I was just like, well, I'm going to meet these internet people, like, and it's just going to be fine. And it was. It was fucking, it was a Did blast. you have daggers hidden around the house in case we were lunatics? <laughs> no, no, but I always have, like, listen, I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, so I always have some kind of backup, like, just in case I'm going to be murdered, because I'm like, what if I really am going to be murdered? And then I get into my head, but then I'm like, listen, they'd have to make up this whole podcast thing and these personas for the last few years. And I don't think I'm that cool that y'all stalked me and really planned on murdering me for that long. You know, if, so. if we had done that, if we created this whole podcast world just to kill you, would you be a little bit flattered as you were bleeding out? I mean, fuck yeah, I'd be impressed. Like, Jesus, if you want to go through that amount to kill me, then I'll take it. Because for one, people will know my name for sure. So that'll be fun. Well, <laughs> I mean, what else am I going to leave the world? A beautiful death. That's what I'm going to leave the world. See, so I'm trying to wrap my brain around this whole, like, uh, I'm going to be famous, but I'm going to be dead. I still believe that there's a way to be famous and still exchanging oxygen for carbon dioxide. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. Like, no, I think it's possible. accurate. You guys are, like, right on the Poe level. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, whoa. Where is baby. Like, I'm just, like, like picturing some cask of Amontillado bullshit going on here. Like, you know, bricking them into the wall. Like, we created this podcast just to brick you into a wall. Like, <laughs> If Poe was alive today, we would be doing him proud with this podcast. Well, you know, Rick Gervais <laughs> had the best answer. Um, someone was interviewing him and asked him, how do you get famous? Like, what can you do to pretty much ensure you're famous? And he said, strangle a hooker. He said, just become like a serial oh. killer. He's like, you want to be famous bad enough, there's ways to do it. And he was sure. kind of saying it like sure. in a smart-ass way. But I thought it was just genius, his comeback for that. No, absolutely. I mean, that's definitely not what I want to be famous for. But, like, you know, I'll take the dying. <laughs> I don't know what's talking about. Talking about Trump or talking about this. We've we've already gone into a dark turn, like, seven minutes into this podcast. Let's get it live in here. <laughs> yeah, it's all that true TV you're watching. So Back we to said, the ball pit. So true, yeah, true I crime want to podcast, man. buried in the ball pit. <laughs> April secret ball pit. Um, 
we come over there. We sit down with you. We had an incredible conversation for an hour. And um, we really yeah. got into more of the politics and dramatic side of King of the Nerds. So I'm not going to touch any of that here because I want to save a lot of it for the web series. However, there were sure. some things that afterwards I was kicking myself because I didn't ask you. And I was like, wow, I can't believe that this didn't like come to mind to ask you. This is the biggest question I have. Being on King of the Nerds, yeah. season three, the last season, does it make you wish you were on season two with Mary-Kate or season one? Like, do you think you would have done better? Do you wish you could have been on the first season and had two seasons in front of you? How do you process all that? Um, I mean, I am happy with the season that I'm on just because uh, the people that I'm with and the way the season went, it was really fun. And I just couldn't see me being on another season. But I, it is nice to, you know, to have seasons come after you. And it would have been amazing to be on a season with Mary Kate because she's my bestest friend ever. So, like, it would have been super awesome to be on a season with her. But um, I do think that maybe I would have done better on season two. But I don't know. Season two just ran really weird. So, I don't know. But of course, you know, you can always tell yourself that you'd be better from the outside and then stepping in, you're like, wait, this is actually harder than it seems. So, um, but no, I, I think I'm pretty proud, uh, pretty proud of my season. I'm pretty happy with it, even though it didn't get renewed, but no, I think and it I, sucks. I think it didn't have... get renewed. It's actually kind of amazing. Cause that show is doing really well. And it's one, it's one of the only reality shows if you can even call it that competition shows I've ever watched. Right. Yeah. Um, and it definitely it did better than season two on a worse time slot. So we really thought it was going to go somewhere. But, you know, we can't control what TBS does. But I really wish Netflix would just, you know, pick it up. I don't understand why they won't. But maybe they're trying to steer clear from the reality show stuff. I don't know. True that. Um, I know. I think you told me my old feeble brain that somebody had filmed. The, did somebody film that season for you, like tape it for you? Because I know you didn't get a copy. Uh, Right. I, nobody got a copy, but my one of my best friends T-voted it for me. So she has all the episodes at her house. Um, and that's it. And I think there's actually like a friend of ours named Alice. I think she she was a fan of the show. And she told me that she had burned copies to a DVD, but I never got it from her. So if I see her again sometime, she might have them. So that would be When cool. was the last time you watched yourself on season three? How often do you go back and go to your friend's house and watch it? I I actually haven't seen it since it aired, so I don't even like vaguely remember what happened. I'm not sure that I want to. <laughs> What's it like so, watching I yourself on TV? Are you the kind of person it's that goes, very... "I can't watch myself," or are you like, "Oh my god, I'm watching every single thing I do and I'm diagnosing it to death"? That. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I am always inside my head, and so then it's just like easier for me to pick myself apart while watching on TV. But I also think it's super funny. Like I just I. I can also recognize when I'm like, oh, that was a funny joke. Like, good job. And then I'm just like, girl, put on more makeup. Why'd you do this? Um, and then, I don't know. Like, it was really fun watching myself on TV. It was it's funny to see how I react. I reacted better than I thought because, you know, everybody gets a little worried, especially since I drink a lot. Like, I was like, oh, God, what kind of side came out? But for the most part, I think it was pretty good. <laughs> but this so, wasn't your first four-way ray into television. I mean, you've done a PSA before. You've done... Um, an indie movie before. So you've done other things before King of the Nerds, right? Yeah. And I also did the tester, uh, which was only on Sony PlayStation. It was another reality competition show, but I only made it one day. So, um, and that was just like super sad because I really wanted to stay longer. Uh, but the PSA was super fun because I was a woman. So like, there was no like 
talking or anything. I just got to do the stunt work, which was awesome and one of my favorite things to do. Uh, and then the horror film, again, you don't ever see my face or anything, but I got to do lots of like screaming and getting pulled around and pulling myself out of a trash bag underneath a man's porch. It was super cool. <laughs> nice. So. So tell yeah. me about this um, process, because I went back today and watched your audition video, because you just posted it again like a week ago. Um, the process, you you do this video, you send it in, I'm assuming. Do, how does the process go? You hear back from them, and then there's like 20 different processes you have to go through, or they just, you send them this, and they're like, you're in? How did this break down? Um, yeah, so my experience was actually super different than everybody else because they didn't call me, like, they told me I didn't get it, and then they changed their mind last minute. So, to start it out... Because somebody else dropped out? Yeah, somebody else turned it down, and so I got a backup position. So, I was lucky as hell, and I am so happy for that. So, thank God for that girl in L.A. that turned this shit down because I think... And now that girl's doing Um, just, like, Preparation H commercials. She's going nowhere, right? She should. She should. Um, she thought she was too big for the show, actually. Uh, and I don't know her name or anything, so I can't like name drop, but, uh, she thought she was too big for the show. So I was like, good, I'm glad, I'm glad you're too big for the show. Cause I'm most definitely not. Um, but they, so you send in your video and that's the video that I made that I just released, which is really embarrassing and really silly, uh, but it's fun. So you send that in and they message you back and they'll be like, Oh, Hey, we kind of like you. Could you send in a longer video just talking about yourself and your life and fill out this, uh, huge I don't know, billion page application and put a whole bunch of information in there. So I did all of that jazz um, and they got my second video and then they called me and you do a interview on Skype and I did that and that went well, but my dog kept interrupting the Skype video. While I was trying to do my interview. So they kept barking and I tried to walk them out, but then they busted in and my laptop fell over. So my Skype interview was a hot fucking mess. Oh my God. So at this point you're like, I'm not getting this after that happened. Right. Yeah. Like I was like in tears and then like the casting guy called me back and he was just like, yeah, um, we, they went a different route and I'm like, okay. And then like every once in a while they'd email you and they're like, well, actually maybe. And it was just kind of a like hot and cold thing for a while. And then the day before, um, I would need to fly out. I was sitting there and I'm like, well guys, I haven't heard from them for like four weeks. It's, I definitely didn't get it. I got a random call on my cell phone from California and I answered and they're like, Hey, it's super short notice. Could you come to LA tomorrow? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah, wow. So, and it was like 5 PM, 5 or 6 PM. And the flight was like eight in the morning. So I literally went home and just threw a bunch of shit in a suitcase and was like, okay, I'm going like, I'm, I'm going to go to LA by myself. So I just like did it. And well, what do you tell people? Because all this is in a cone of silence, right? So when you disappear for, right. how, what was it, like six weeks, where the hell does everyone think yeah. you are? Uh, well, I mean, I guess a lot of people just didn't ask questions. And a lot of people knew that I was auditioning for a reality show. So since I just quit talking to everybody, I think they just kind of maybe assumed. But, like, my fiancé and my grandma knew where I was because, like, I lived with them. And they, that there was no way to, like, not tell them. So they knew that I went on it. But I couldn't talk about anything else. And I wasn't allowed to tell anybody else. And if anybody ever said anything, I would have gotten, like, a, in a ton of trouble. But, of course, everyone's, like, there are going to be a couple people that know, like, in your life where you are. So um, so they knew. Plus, if I was going to, you know, again, me and my true crime, if I was going to go get murdered in L.A., I at least wanted them to know who was the cause. So, um, but, yeah, so, no, I just. I just yeah, doing a whole <laughs> reality TV show to murder you is much more impressive than me doing a shitty podcast to murder you. <laughs> they would have me fucking beat. 
I clearly thank Earl High and myself since I think all these people would do all these crazy things to murder me. So awesome. Yay for me, huh? You can either do a um, new web series called Rachelle Gets Murdered. Yes. Oh, you could only do one episode, though, so that's kind of a downer. (laughs) I'm glad we're just opening the door. It's like, clearly, I'm just telling all the serial killers, clearly, I want to be murdered. Like, I really don't. So it's just a joke. Uh, By the way, guys, Rachel is not her real name. It's like Linda or Rachel or not even Rachel, Barbara, (laughs) Esther. Yeah, I'm Barb. Barb. Where's Barb? Nobody knows. I don't know. That was weird. Where did that voice come from? All right, so we do this interview with you, and like I said, I'm not going to talk about the political end of it. And then we literally had to think of the the costume party. I think we did the interview the next morning. We're like, I still didn't know what I was going to go as, and we're kind of running around frantic, like, dude, what are you going to be for this Halloween party in six hours? So it's kind of like really at zero hour when we even made a decision. Me and Ham, and by the way, me and your fiance hit it off like we'd been hanging out together for 10 years yeah it was awesome i loved it i figured you guys would get along the second i met you anyway but like it was super great and well Well, it helped when i walked in there was a big fat chessboard sitting there and i was like oh all right (laughs) we're gonna get along just swimmingly no fish pun intended (laughs) but yeah and like that's the world of cosplay everything is last minute we're like oh we don't have a costume okay we have a couple hours before uh let's just uh make this really elaborate thing okay let's do it bye (laughs) that's just the way it works well we let we will let the universe right d we just let the universe take us where we were gonna go because we went to a halloween shop yeah, before, and you were so pissed off at me because I was like, nope, don't want to do that. Nope, don't want to do that. That's cheesy. <laughs> and, and she was like, if you say, I don't want something out of a bag one more time, I'm going to yeah, fucking Yeah, because he was like, I don't you. want something out of a bag. And I'm thinking, you know, you can get a wig out of a bag or you can get, you know, gloves out of a bag or you can get a tie. You know, there's there's pieces that happen to come in a bag that happen to also go with this idea that you have. I mean, because that's that's just right. Like it, you can you know? still be creative with the bag. Yeah, I can't but like I get it. I get it. Like it's it's. I battle that all the time. Like yeah. I don't want the bag, but then at the same time, I'm like, you could definitely use it though. So like you know. Yeah, it's like well, I can't exactly get a leg holster anywhere else, but in this bag. So. Well, I had this vision <laughs> in my head. We would drive. What was it? Almost 10 hours to see Rachel. She'd be like, what do you have in mind for a costume? I would pull out like a bag with a wig in it and a bag with some accessories. And you'd be like, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> no, I would never do that. I would literally be like, okay, cool. What can we Poser. <laughs> and then you would like point and laugh at me and you'd invite your friends over. Look at this poser. And everyone would laugh at me and I had to go to a duck pond and cry for an hour. Yeah, that, so basically, that you thought I was a stuck-up piece of shit. That sounds great. I'm so glad. Wow. I <laughs> <laughs> the cool yeah, thing I just is thought that I was a cosplay loser, and you'd be like, "Oh my god, no. what is this weirdo showing oh up god, with this no. stuff from Toys R Us? He's got like a Jeffrey Giraffe mask, or like um, what is a Captain Planet? He's got a Captain Planet costume from Toys R Us. What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> hey, a Captain Planet. Costume Dude, we could have done some cool shit with that. Yeah. Like, nah. Yeah, there's no such thing as a crappy cosplayer. Like, all those people that say there are, they can eat it. Like, of course, I'm going to rank myself against other cosplayers because that's just what you do in a competitive, you know, because I'm competitive as hell. So, but other than that, though, nobody's bad. Like, it's all creative. It's all super fun. Like, definitely, you know, embrace it. You know, that's it's like my little point. Are you trying to get in here, Fern? 
Uh, yeah, I was going to say the cool thing is because I was watching your um, your YouTube video and you were like, yeah, the first cosplay costu- uh, costume that I did for cosplay actually went to a thrift store. And that's exactly, you know, when Nick and Danielle and I were in D.C. to go see Lee Camp, uh, the, not this past summer, but the summer before, we went to a thrift store and I found this friggin' awesome dress and I was like, man, this is really cool. I don't know where I'd ever wear it, but you know, I'm going to buy it just because it's awesome. And I ended up turning it into a flapper costume. So, yeah, the headband came out of a bag and the, you know, the garter came out of a bag, but the dress was like, it was like a flapper dress, but it was at a thrift store. And I was like, I have to have this. So that's the cool thing. Like you can be, and I pointed you can, to you a, can find a good poser now. You can, yes. you can absolutely. <laughs> you are not a purist. Yeah, but that's cool, man. I mean, being creative like that, I'm not a very creative person, but I think, I keep saying this, I think if every neighborhood had a potluck once a month where everybody came in costume and just, like, changed houses and everybody just comes, brings food, alcohol, whatever, I think there'd be a lot less crime. And there is a lot less crime in those areas. Awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. And that's, yeah, that's the, the, everybody thinks you have to sew it yourself or that's just up to you. That's just how you want to do it, you know? And like, it doesn't have to be like that. And I liked my first cosplay from the thrift store. The only thing I hated was that damn wig because it was awful. <laughs> but other than that, the rest of it was great. <laughs> well, we did finally land on something and even your fiance, Ham, which is the greatest name ever short for Hamilton, it was, he didn't yeah. know what he wanted to do either. And we finally landed on Inspector Gadget and then I was like, well, Ham, why don't you just do Dr. Evil and be my counterpart? In fact, we were so good together. I won first place in the costume contest, but with like an addendum that Ham is also winning first place with me. Yes. Yeah. So they added on a trophy cup prize because of the um, add-on. Yeah. They had to make a change because we awesome. all were such a good pair. Yeah, yes. We were an awesome team. And he had the chair and the claw. So when you saw him from behind, and you guys just put that together. And I have to say, the Cosmos was with us because when I walked into that thrift store, what happened? You immediately found a trench coat. Like, I don't even understand. I literally was like, well, we're probably going to have to check a few thrift stores. Trench coats are going to be a little difficult to find. And then you just turned around and you're like, oh, like this one, this perfect perfectly matching one that's great right here he was like well what about this one and i was like oh my god (laughs) it's your size and it's the prices it immediately caught my eye too like i was predator and i was looking at like sylvester stallone's fucking heat signature or arnold schwarzenegger that's his (laughs) heat signature it was just like i was like holy shit yeah d that was super usually i don't have good luck like that that was super lucky and he's he's like he doesn't like to shop like in most stores so, like, we go to Walmart, right. and he just heads for electronics. I'm like, yeah, I'll see you in a couple hours. You know, I'll let you know when I'm done. <laughs> so, for him to be in a thrift store and just be like, meow, is kind of, kind of crazy. I almost, I almost got a really cool pair of DCs, but they were a little pricey. I was like, no. But they, they were Well, bad. you notice once I got that jacket, I disappeared and called my cousin and talked yeah. to him for an hour. Yeah, once I, I was like, all right, I want nothing yeah. more to do with this process. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. So like I found my I found what I came here. I got what I needed. Bye. I just kind of receded into the background and you guys would pass me like every half hour. Yep. And I'd be talking to my cousin. Yeah. So anyway, so we get home, you guys do an incredible job, and I felt kind of like Jerry Lewis, like, what could I do? And Dee's like, well, you know, why don't you take the stuff out of the bag and put it on the table? I felt like you were given a task to like a four year old Dee. 
because you guys are up to like <laughs> power tools and you can hear like the Looney Tune music like dum 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 da 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 dum dum and you guys are fucking building Rue Goldberg machines and Wiley e. Coyote Acme fucking traps and I'm sitting there like taking a little plastic hand grenade out of a dollar store bag like yep, here we go here try to set it here so I was embarrassed to my lack of creative cosplay and skills. You guys really put me to shame. I think it's one of those hey, things. Hey, your chest plate was awesome. Yeah, it was really cool to see. And <laughs> it was you, great. you basically did that. Um, I think it's yeah. one of those things. It's only like, good because of the fidget spinner. But was it, it once was. again, the fucking fidget spinner saves a day. But was it for the fidget spinner, I would just look like an eBay display or something. Everybody loved that fucking fidget spinner. Like, everybody. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was good. No, I think it's just one of those things, like, I'm the same way for Thanksgiving. I'm like, okay, I'm in the kitchen, everybody out. No, you don't need to drink water. Just get out of my kitchen. Just no, don't touch, don't touch anything. Yeah, you guys put me and Ham to shame. You you guys were just, like I said, we just knew where we needed to go. Like, we were like, okay, we need to apply paint and start cutting things out, go. And just go, do it. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. yep. It's awesome. All right, so we get to the party. Awesome party. They had a, a was it a stop motion machine machine, a slow motion machine? I had never even slow seen it. Slow motion machine. It was so cool. Yeah, and me and Ham got a great battle video <laughs> that when you do it in slow yes. motion, it looks insane. And yes. by the way, I don't even know where to see that. They were supposed to send me a link or something. They were taking forever to edit it, but it's still gonna be out there, but they're putting in this like giant compilation video and they're shortening some and like just highlighting all the good parts and blah 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 blah. So I will double ask Tandy again, uh, but they are, we will have them at some point. Nice. <laughs> that will be a thing that we have. Yeah. And one thing I told Dee, every time we go back East, back home, and there's always something really cool going on there. There's always like this era of drama around it. And I don't know if it's just because we're older or maybe people from my generation just dig drama. And I'm like, oh God, it's, and, and it's anything from just something really little and stupid. That's a slight annoyance to what happened at your house. Two summers ago with Burson Fern, and then last summer to a lesser degree with Pickle, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like the drama just can't stay away. It was, and I know, you know, I make a lot of jello, so I know there's a lot of jello involved in that, and there's a lot of beer, and there's a lot of craziness, and everybody's wearing name tags and has to do stupid stuff, and, you know, that's part of the fun, but, you know, some people are just more predisposed to just being unhappy and miserable and just, it, it, and it kind of comes through, especially when alcohol is involved. So I do feel bad about that. But at the same time, you know, I try to create an environment where people can have fun, can do whatever they want. You know, we do karaoke and all that shit. And I mean, dude, we're having fun. Just... And Chris is going off saying he's going to slit all our throats and kill everybody in the house because we won't take them to a Confederate flag rally. That was That's a yeah. little bit over the fucking top. And the rest yeah, of you know. it and throwing chairs and going insane. You don't want a six foot three German Nazi drunk on his ass going down to a Confederate rally at the beach. You just don't want that. You just that's just not a good well, that's that, not that, a good that situation. Canceled, by the way. So yeah. the whole thing was stupid. But that vibe, Rachel, at that Halloween party was so amazing. And I took I got an instant camera. D got me that instant Polaroid two Christmases ago. Yeah. He had a chance to use it. And I was like, you know what, dude, I'm just gonna walk around because there's such good vibes here. Take pictures of people and just hand them the fucking Polaroids. And I thought it was like yeah. a really good vibe. The whole energy in that room was great. I had such an amazing time. I'm so glad. And we, our friends try really hard. I mean, we are not without our own thing of drama. Like, it, you know, we never know if it's going to happen. But, yeah, there's always somebody that will get drunk or whatever. But, no, that party went 
extremely well. Nobody, everybody seemed to just be having a blast. And I know everybody loved your Polaroids. And like, it was just, it was just a lot of fun. And I was worried about it at first because we kind of walked in and it kind of wasn't popping yet. So I was like, oh man, I don't know. But then it really got going and the space was really cool and all their decor was cool. And yeah. The so the way you saw it in your cool. head was like, I was going to be screaming at you. Why'd you bring me to a party with six people? And you'd be screaming at me. Why'd you get your costume out of a bag? And it would just be a really bad. <laughs> yeah, basically. Cause I was like, God, I got to like impress these people. I'm supposed to be this nerd badass. Boring <laughs> party. So like, I got to like really impress these people. And then it was like, I don't know. It turned out. All right. I mean, they had DDR, a slow motion machine, great decor. And we won bar. fucking costume awards. It was awesome. The yeah, the cab ride home nice. was interesting and crazy. Yes. <laughs> I got on my boots, by the way. And so I got those. Here's the crazy part. Okay, so Nick and I have been together for <laughs> eight years. In that eight years, there's one restaurant he has never, will never eat at, and that's Taco Bell. What did we get that night that he ate? Taco fucking Oh my god, because that's wow. my favorite restaurant. So I'm so happy that yes. he ate it with me. I <laughs> had Never. I had Never. kind of a bad trip twenty years ago looking at Tony Danza's face on a Taco Bell mat. And forever since then <laughs> Was that seriously I, your Taco Bell story that you wouldn't yeah. tell me? Oh my god. Between that and the rumor that I used to hear that somebody got like like maggot eggs in their taco to embedded in their gums and their gums exploded oh with maggots god, or whatever the urban so legend is. Oh my god. Yeah, but what? there's one of those about every place, you know, like a finger in the chili and shit like that. But yeah, but it's sure. taco fucking bell, man. Like that's that is. And by the way, life. I never liked Tony Danza after that experience either. Tony Danza and Taco Bell were both out for me after that night. It's ruined for you. Well, ruined. I'm glad you were Until able to have a good Taco Rochelle Bell. Until Rochelle made you eat Taco Bell. Yep. <laughs> I don't know about maybe. I don't even think I noticed. I think we were all pretty hammered. No, you we totally were, volunteered. We were, you were like, "Do order for me." <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that tells you how hammered I was, right, D? Yep. And I wouldn't even care if Tony Danza made a comeback on the Taco Bell mat. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. <laughs> and I was like, yes, he's eating fucking Taco Bell. Like, you don't even know, man. I freaking love the, the caramel apple empanadas more than life. Like, it's just, ugh. I I have, like, a serious problem with Taco Bell. I could definitely be their spokesperson. I'm addicted. It's, yeah. And when I say favorite restaurant, I understand it's fast food. I mean restaurant. I mean, I, I actually genuinely love Taco Bell that much. I know. Yeah. It's a sad, sad life I lead. It's fine. <laughs> you know what, though? I totally you. get that because they are always coming out with something new yeah. and some deal or whatever they're doing. And I'm always and I always know that it's, like, normally, I, like, I, I don't know. For some reason, I was thinking it wasn't at the beginning of the month. Like, it's, like, the second or the third of the month to, like, trip people up or something. I don't know. But I'm always <laughs> looking for what they're coming out with because, like, I'm a Nachos Bel Grande freak. And, you know, yeah. I love their, um, oh, what do they call it, the Quesarito? The Quesarito. My kids yeah. love Taco Bell. We don't get it a lot just because, you know, if I ate Taco Bell as much as I wanted to eat Taco Bell, I would be like 8,000 pounds. Right. But, you know, sure. it, but it is good. And sometimes I pay for it the next day. But you know what? Totally worth it. Totally yeah, worth it. Yeah. Well, and what's funny is I have irritable bowel syndrome, so it should kill me. But generally, now it has on occasion. But generally, Taco Bell actually doesn't hurt my stomach, and that's yeah. why I typically settle for it. It's super weird. So I feel I like this is a podcast exclusive. Have you ever admitted on a show before you have IBS, or is this an exclusive? <laughs> um, 
I actually don't know, but let's just say it's an exclusive. It's just, yeah. it does come out of my mouth a lot because, like, dude, I have to go to the bathroom a lot. And people are just like, what are you doing there? And, you know, crack jokes. And I'm like, dude, I just have IBS. And it makes people incredibly uncomfortable. And now I just think it's super funny. <laughs> yeah. so and everybody at like, the okay. party's like, yeah, she's in there doing bumps. And it's way more appropriate. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, it's way more appropriate than just being like, I have to poop. Because, I mean, you know, yeah, I, like, that's I funny. I have to literally shit my brains out. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, but when you're at work, you can't just say, I have to poop. Because it's kind of weird. Yeah. But if you, oh, well, I have eyes. Well, and my oh, old okay, dog, well, too, they would always laugh at me because I would, like, I would leave to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to the bathroom. And they're like, okay, well, we'll see you in a half hour. And I'm like, ah, you guys are great. <laughs> like, yeah, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah, you don't want to be so, you know, It gets you out of work, too. Yeah. Yeah, but who cares? Who cares? You know. Then I got multiple thirty-minute breaks throughout the day because everybody was like, "Guys, just leave her be." Like, sir, IBS man, just let it happen. Oh, God. All right, <laughs> we got to get out of here. But I want to finish up with this. Um, D is getting quite nervous. I think you've got what ten days left until AGT, right, D? Eleven. Thank <laughs> you very much. Eleven days. As somebody who was on a competition reality show. Impart your wisdom upon us, Rachelle. What should, what are the do's and don'ts that she should be looking for at AGT? Well, for one, I've already heard her. So do just be yourself and sing <laughs> the way that you sing and you'll be great. Uh, don't let your nerves get the best of you. And if you feel like you are letting your nerves get the, nerds, <laughs> nerves get the best of you. Don't let like, those nerves get the best of you, D. <laughs> take a couple deep breaths. And just tell yourself, it's fine. Everything's fine. And just move on, and it'll be fine. I swear. Um, but no, seriously, just keep your confidence and be you and be funny and, you know, be you. Like, it'll be fine. Oh, thank you. I need yeah, I was saying before yeah. the show, like, Dee has been saying, it'll be fine. It's fine. And I, and I was saying before the show, like, but she's not saying it in, like, a cathartic type of calming way she's saying it in a serenity now like psycho way like on seinfeld so every time i piss <laughs> her off fine. she's like it's fine it's fine it's fine it's fine it's fine everything's fine i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine off a fucking bridge saying that right well, you know i am i am a big fan of fake it till you make it because sometimes you just yeah. have to put those freaking kick-ass boots on and say i can do this shit so I'm just yeah like, see that what you just fine. did right there do it's that fine. But how perfect. important is the backstory, though? Because I feel like on AGT, the backstory plays a big component. Every time you see the finals, just coincidentally, mm-hmm. all of them like lost somebody in a war or battling some horrific disease, you know... or their parents were like mauled by fucking honey badgers, no, no, no. like when they were ten years old. <laughs> Do you have any idea how hard it's going to be to not let those fucking judges? make me cry because they're gonna ask me about shit and i'm gonna want to cry and i'm like okay i can't cry on the first episode not the first episode i can cry on the set maybe i don't know it depends on what like there's a lot of <laughs> shit i could cry about like really and it doesn't take that much like i'm sitting here watching Girl, videos you, of you cute cry puppies if you want to cry oh That's yeah right. but I, it's, it's not, not a limit to those tears people eat them up they love it's tears. not pretty yeah People's well favorite thing. see that's the thing usually when like when kids cry it's cute or it's sweet or whatever when i cry i'm like <gasps> you know it's not fun <laughs> that's okay own it own it then they'll be like okay that girl <laughs> but she can sing though <laughs> right she'll be like she It'll be cries fun. like a mother but you know it's okay oh and that night at karaoke d i don't even think you were up to your usual standard no, of I singing I, I was dry i did learn something very important 
have your freaking water. Water, 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 water. Because if you if yes. your throat is dry going in, you're screwed. That's just it. You're done. The essence yes. of life, baby. So I have yes. actually the last three days, and I have a little Minder app on my phone if it's not completely dead, that reminds me to keep drinking water. And I drank about three and a half liters of water a day. And I'm like, okay, I can, do this. I can do this. Just keep. Oh, going. one more story I want to tell. Let me be overbearing here and just jump in. Rachel, when we were at your house, I couldn't get into my email. And it was an email I used to send off, you know, when I was before I got this job, I would send off applications with it. And I use it for HR if they need some kind of email. So I'm not like saucy punk. And my email had been hacked. Come to find out. Do you know who hacked my email, Rochelle? Who? My dad. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Are you serious? My dad hacked my email because for five years, about eight years ago, I put up a Facebook forum. I said, hey, maybe it was seven, six or seven years ago. I put up a Facebook forum. I said, here's your login. Here's your password. Um, this is so you could see pictures of your granddaughter and say happy birthday and all that good stuff. And he was using it. But I guess he stopped using Facebook, lost the password, started a new one. So about four or five years ago, he started fucking obsessing over trying to take down this other Facebook. How do I get into that old Facebook account? I don't want two Facebook accounts out there because his new Facebook account has a fake name. And he didn't want his real name out there. He's using like his grandfather's last name now. And um, I was like, look, I don't have that email anymore. I made a fake email just to make you that account. So come to find out, my dad actually knew that Nick Katsouris account because he made it for me like eight years ago when Google started doing that stuff and was like, hey, Google just came out with email. I made you an email. And I was like, cool, thanks. Because my dad's savvy on the computer. He's not. He's 75, but he knows. Like, you the, had mentioned that that's the reason you didn't know your stuff because he made it for you. You're like, well, he made it at some point. So. But the funny thing <laughs> is, is he forgot the passwords and everything. So he actually had to hack it by, by trying different security questions and going in there. And then we got into a big argument and he's like, I didn't hack your email. I just went in there and tried a bunch of different shit until I was able to get in. And I was like, that's the fucking <laughs> definition of hacking. And he's like, well, it's not really your email. I made it for you. I said, you made it for me in like 2007. And he and like, I've been using it since. But, but he went in there trying to see if that was the email that that Facebook account was from because he's been obsessing over it for five years, trying to get it off the grid because it has his real name on it. So there's your – there's really It's been a while since I did a crazy dad story. There's your crazy dad story. It's retro, huh, Fern, from the ignorance uh, equation days. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And you know what? This episode has been really great because there's been so much gleaned in this episode. Like, Rachelle doesn't want to be murdered, so we, we learned that. <laughs> Um, we, we also learned that cosplay is awesome. Um, we learned to keep your throat wet. Um, we learned (laughs) that you need to change your passwords occasionally. And if, if all those things are adhered to, then everything's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I I, I think it's a good summation. (laughs) I think we we will end with it's going to be fine and legit as a pine cone. But hey, before we end, tell us all about your new YouTube project. Because we are going to end with one of the songs off of... Which song are we ending with, um, D? Blood Moon Horizon. Nice. Tell us all about your new YouTube channel where everybody can find you on the Google machines. Uh, Yes. So if you want to find me on YouTube, it's under It's N-A-B-D-Boo. 
Um, or just look Riku Sings. Um, you'll find me. Or just you know follow anything else that's Llama Lamb, Twitter, whatever, and I'll post them. Um, and I'm going to do them every Friday. However, I am going to have a bit of a hiatus for the holiday season. I got accepted into a super awesome program for my real estate, which is great. But Congratulations. It have awesome. A little bit of- Thank you. It just makes it a little bit harder to do YouTube right now, but it will be back, I promise. But there are three parodies out there right now, so please watch and enjoy. And every two months, I'll be doing a nerdy giveaway as well. And I'm still doing my nerdy giveaway this month. So Nice. nice. Is yeah. this your uh, only project you're going to be working on because you are kind of pivoting to the YouTube world? Or do you have like other even bigger creative endeavors that you're chasing? Uh, well, there's a couple other YouTube things. I'm also going to be doing uh, board, some board game stuff coming up where I talk about board games, do some reviews, and teach you how to play board games. And probably I'll be wearing Kikurumis. And by probably, I mean it'll be board games and Kikurumis because why not? Nice. And, uh, and then I'll also um, – I don't know. I've got a few things just on the horizon that hopefully will pan out. And, you know, you may, may see me on Twitch. I don't know. But, uh, but it'll be a little bit further out. So. And of course, cool. we'll post all that stuff on our Tin Can Facebook page as it comes out too. D, you got something for us? Yes, I do. Before we go, I have to inform you, Rachel, that right now, they just started the other day, um, McDonald's Happy Meals have Hello Kitty or My Hello Sanrio stuff and Pokemon, and they oh. give you a Poke card. So, oh, sweet. I didn't know that because I saw when they had My Little Pony. Okay, uh, yeah, awesome. They just switched sweet. over, and I was given a Pikachu that lights up in his cheeks. Well worth the IBS, huh, Rachel? So, yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. McDonald's is fine. It's all fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's great. Yes. Fern, are you still with us? I know we're talking like we're talking like old army buddies, and you're like the the, the bartender at the cafe that has nothing you can jump in on. No, no, it's cool because I'm like I'm really I'm really digging here about all the adventures. Um, but I did want to say I showed the um, the the Minecraft parody to my 14 year old. He's gonna be 15 next month. He was like totally into Minecraft, and my daughter is as well. He's watching the video, and he's he's looking, and in the background he sees the My Little Pony. He's like, I have to have that. I have to because he is huge into My Little. <laughs> pony like he loves it he's like i have to have that and i was like yes but what did you think about the song he's like that's actually pretty freaking accurate and i was like okay <laughs> so he like loved it and he loved you my little pony logistic level your your son is like such like a mad scientist i like he's breaking it down like the accuracy level on that is 96.2 percent pretty much that's pretty much but he was more intrigued with the my little pony than anything else because he was just like i have to have those so yeah he was he was totally geeking out on those it was awesome uh, before we go, where can everybody find us? Because we keep forgetting to tell everybody where to find we us. We do. Everybody. See, we're not narcissistic at all. We don't even we're tell not. people where to listen to us at. Uh, yes. You can go to <laughs> www.tincan.media. Then hit enter. Don't do .com. Just, just that stuff. Tincan.media. Hit enter, and you're there. Um, we are on Facebook at Tin Can Media Co., and we're also on Twitter, Tin Can Media Co., and we're everywhere. And we're on YouTube. Lurking in your bushes sometimes. Yes. Uh, sometimes, you know, as long as it's not too cold. It's getting a little cold. So I'm, I'm not going to be doing a whole lot of lurking. It's getting a little bit cold for bush lurking. That's right. Absolutely right. <laughs> All righty. Rachel, thank you so much for calling in. Yes. It was supposed to be a 20 to 30 minute episode, but that when the hell happens. have we ever done a 20 to 30 minute episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happened. Never. Never. We never shut up.
Alrighty, guys, we will be back next Wednesday, a week from today, with Matt Geiler and R.L. Bell, who are both um, contestants, former contestants of AGT, and they are going to give D some further advice for audition, which is what's the date? The nineteenth, right, D? Sunday, the nineteenth. And Savannah. Okay. Alrighty, guys. Good night. I see a blood moon rising. I see a marbling on the way. I see three keys of lightning. I think better run away. Don't go out tonight, for there's bound to be a fight. There's a blood moon in the sky. I hear baddies resurrecting. I fear they're back to seal my doom. The tenth time is even more annoying. It's about time to beat this bleeding moon. Let's go out tonight, for we're bound to win this fight. There's a blood moon in the sky.